Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, hey, everybody. I don't... <laughs> Hello. That's uh, That accent is what naturally came out of my mouth at this hour. Um, how the hell are you guys doing? You know who it is. It's Joey D back at it again with the white vans. <laughs> um, I'm excited for this week, man. Uh, uh, this week's guest... Natalie is is a great friend of mine. I've I've really um come to enjoy uh FaceTiming with her, our past guest, uh Lily Michelle and uh and Brendan Sagalow all throughout um uh these past uh couple of months. It's been been pretty fun, been a highlight of every day that that group FaceTime happens. Um Natalie's great and we're gonna have a fun time together today. Um yeah, I'm recording this intro uh, at 11.30 at night. I don't know. I, I've never been uh, um, someone who, like, wants to do a shit ton of work at night. I know there's people who really burn that midnight oil and they work until, like, 4 a.m. in the morning writing or whatever, and... Yeah, this should be fucking yelling the way that I am. It's just not like it's not been my thing. I feel like I'm not thinking um clearly. Uh um, I feel like I'm rushing decisions uh because I just want to get to sleep. Uh I really am a morning guy, and quarantine has only solidified that more and more. Like I I don't want to stay up all night and like toil over uh ideas, record you know, anything like this, but, um, I, I am starting to think it's, it's a muscle. I, I got to definitely get back in because I mean, I'm working all these damn jobs and my schedule is crazy. And I, and I want to, I, I, I want to keep working on my shit, <laughs> but, um, I also want to get some fucking sleep. And, uh, and I've been reading this book, uh, from my PA gig, I have been uh, listening to audiobooks when I have to drive a shit ton. And I read through a couple uh, or heard through a couple, <laughs> listened to a couple. Uh, the one I'm on right now is called Why We Sleep. And uh, if you have stress about sleep, don't ever read this fucking book. Because it is ruining sleep for me. Maybe in a good way because I, I was interested in it because I wanted to know what's actually going on scientifically with sleep. Why do we like? Why do we need it? Why do we need as much as we need? Uh, why can't I sleep? Why why do I sleep eight hours but it feels less restful than uh, you know another night's eight hours? And um, I, I I don't fucking sleep. And right now I'm not gonna sleep. Hopefully I actually do pass out <laughs> after this. But um, but yeah, I, I just kind of want to make a PSA. Uh, don't read the book because it's scary as shit. Um, but just listen to me when I say, find what time works for you when it comes to getting work done because I'm still figuring it out, but it's not 2 a.m. Uh, because I feel it. 
I feel the lack of sleep for a while after the fact. It is not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> all right, without further ado, y'all, we're going to get to this episode with Natalie. I had a great time talking with her. She's such a funny gal. And uh, and I can't wait for y'all to yeah <laughs> I can't wait for y'all to enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep, but you're gonna hear me uh, in the middle of the day, full of energy, having a good one. <laughs> enjoy it. Bye. What's up, everybody? You know who I am because you just listened to the fucking intro and nothing's changed since then. I'm the same exact guy. Here, here with me now is my good goddamn friend. Give it up for Natalie Oka. Oh, the fucking audience is going goddamn wild now. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, my God. Do you miss the sound of an audience inside with the claps reverberating off the walls and bouncing right into your ears? No. <laughs> I'm actually doing fine. I'm great. I'm better I'm than great. I've ever been. I actually hated the sound of the roaring audience and the loud applause and the well, consistent validation and feeling good about myself and going home feeling accomplished. I hated that. Yeah. Who needs to feel good? Huh? Losers. Fucking losers who don't believe in themselves. Yes. Okay? If you're not getting your laughs, why don't you go outside and get some sunshine instead? <laughs> why do you wake up in the morning and have yourself a cup of coffee? Why don't you do something like that? Why don't you go to the pharmacy, get some sunscreen, and go out in the sun? Oh, my gosh. So you're still getting the pleasure of the warmth, but not the harm of the rays. Yes. Now nah, you're one you're, you're smarter than me because I was go I was raw dog in the sun and you were like put on some protection. No, you know, I uh, I don't even put sunscreen. I don't either. But I was lying down in bed the other day and I looked at my left arm and I, I saw like all these freckles and I was like, I know I had some, but there's a lot fucking more here, I think. And I think like once a year, people like for, at least for me, I like lose track of just the freckles I have. So yeah. like once once a year, I have this moment where I look at my arm and I'm like, I'm fucking dying. I have skin cancer. Yeah, I, I the problem with with that is that I love freckles. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think they look so cute. Okay, I'm taking off work the rest of this week and sitting in the sun. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, you want me to find you cute? I literally, I think I thrive based on uh, being seen as cute. I used to want to be hot. I used to want to be sexy, but I think cute's the way to go in 2021. What changed? Um, The fact that I found out I was neither one of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm shooting for the third. <laughs> what oh, changed? I saw the truth. What changed? I got to know myself a little bit better. Well, I think it's subjective. Yeah, I don't think you can decide that you're neither you're that you're not hot because to someone you will be the hottest thing ever. That is very true. I don't know who that person is and where they live, but I'm sure. <laughs> but I'd like to find the fuck out. <laughs> oh, God, dating's crazy. You you have not been dating. You have not dated during the pandemic, right? You have not. Well, I haven't, no, I haven't actively been dating. Um, I had like a little thing here and there. Okay. 
but it was all it was all boys i i i sort of knew already oh i've never been the kind of guy who like i like like let's say like in college Mm. or or high school even i didn't like dating when like everyone knew each other and then everyone knew each other's business do you know what i mean yeah i i yes and i agree to some extent but the prop my thing is that I just find it easier to trust and feel safe with someone that I know I know and that people I know know. That is very true. Especially, I think, as a woman. I, I Maybe for men it's not as important, but I think as a woman we feel safer because there's creepy men out there. There's weird men. There's bad men out there. And a woman yeah. can defend herself less than a man can defend yeah. himself, right? So you don't feel threatened by a girl, really. I mean, if you do, I mean, I guess it could happen. but uh, You'd be surprised I'm very weak. <laughs> well yeah i was talking about other guys um yeah I, I will say as i said that out loud i was like well maybe joey will get it yeah maybe joey will, will know what i'm talking about <laughs> no i like i i i net like i never wanted to i never wanted to date another comic in acting school i never wanted to date another actress uh, but I did yeah. in college and we ended up dating for like three years. But whenever there was a problem, everyone knew about it. And I don't like that. Well, like you that. can be with someone that you and your friends know. Yes. Without your problems being out in the open. Yeah. You can. But I mean, in, 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 you know, in, in her defense, whenever we did have a problem, I did um, uh, tweet about it, post about it, let everyone know. Okay, well, it seems like this is more that like you were in control. I'm. It's like I'm angry at just like at everything bad I, I did that you did that you caused. Um, my 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 new girlfriend has nothing to do with any of the worlds that I uh I live in, and I think that's great. Like having someone outside of everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think that may, that's maybe that's your choice. That's because absolutely. I think that may, even if she was part of our world. Mm-hmm. Because you went through it before with your previous girlfriend, I think it would have been the same now with her where you would have made sure to keep things between you. So I don't think the fact that she has nothing to do with your world, I don't think is because she comes from outside your world. I think it's because of the way you're handling it now. Yes. I'd venture to say I've learned a little bit. That's crazy, isn't it? We're growing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do every day, Nat? When we're FaceTiming you, me and Lily and Brendan, what are you doing? When you're all focused on your fucking computer, what do you, what are you, what are you, are you writing? You working your job? What do you do, Nat? I'm doing all of that. I'm working. I'm writing. I'm uh, researching. I'm sometimes I'm just on Twitter. <laughs> but I read really intently. But very, yeah. I mean, I think Twitter also, I go on Twitter. I go on Twitter. I don't even read um, like the Twitter, I feel like everybody has a different Twitter experience and everybody yeah. uses Twitter differently. I don't use it in a, I'm going to read all the comics jokes and see what the drama and the comedy world is. I don't do that. What yeah. I do is I mostly, um, I go to see what's going on in the world and what's being talked about in terms of global health, politics, yeah. shit like that, especially when it has to do with COVID. Like I follow, like, since I, I have different, I have different obsessions that come in different points in times. And right now my obsession is the global pandemic and i'd it's say a, that's a good one it's a pretty it's it's a it's a good and a terrible one yeah i'm like obsessed with it 
and I need to know everything that's going on at all points in time. So I just follow those like scientists, researchers, science journalists and stuff yeah. like that. And I just go in every day to see their updates, see their research papers, see their stuff because they post. Re- and then they talk to each other. They like start threads with each other. And I'm just like, OK, here's what I need to know today. Cool. I do. Yeah. But how often are you reading something? You're like, this totally fucking changed everything. A how lot. often are you getting news? Wait, really? Yeah, there's always shit going on, and like I'm, re- I'm learning a lot. Yeah, for the like the news with me, I like, I don't even give a shit about like entertain. I used to always even want to know like what movies were being made, what's coming out, what do people say about this, and then I'd read like my my worldly news. I, it's just it overwhelms me. I have anxiety, so reading news to me is like, I mean, that's it's masochistic. Yeah, I think it depends a bit. Because my anxiety manifests itself and I like I can tame my anxiety when I feel like I'm in control. And so if I read some stuff and I feel like I know what's going on, I feel like I'm a little bit in control over what I can do, especially when it comes with the pandemic. And then I I calm down. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like you'd calm down a little bit if you're able to go outside and, you know, people aren't wearing masks and you go on. Put it on. (laughs) Or if you go outside. I wish I knew how to do that. I just, I don't know how to confront. So I just get very angry and I look at them. Are you a, pa- are you a passive aggressive argument, argumentor, arguer? Yes. yes, very much so. Ooh. What's your most, what's the most passive fucking move you've ever done? Stopped talking. Oh, for how long? As long as it takes. I don't know. I think I've had. As long as it takes, what, what, what are your, what's your goal? For Until the person, the person to go... makes me talk. Okay. Until the person comes to me and is like, tell me right now. And you can't leave this conversation until you tell me what's going on. How, how, how trapped do you have to be in that, in that situation? Like if someone comes up to you and goes, tell me what I did wrong, but you can literally like walk around them. Like you're on a sidewalk. Would you do that? Or would you follow through in that moment? Right. Right. Then there. Most of the time I follow through unless it's like a conversation I really don't want to have. Like if I know I'm about to hurt someone, this is the only time. If I know I'm about to hurt somebody, I avoid it like the plague. Like, yeah, I had a guy that I was seeing that I, n- n- I'm not even gonna say I was seeing him because we went on a couple dates like a year ago. Yeah, and then at our third date, he was he was giving me attitude because I he wasn't seeing me enough. He was like, I don't see you enough. I feel like you don't make enough of an effort, and I miss you. Like I want to see you more. And in my head, I was like, it's Bro. A third day. Exactly. And so what? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I wanted to be like, what the fuck? This is really weird. Why are you being weird? But then I didn't know. I didn't know how to voice that because I was like, I'm going to hurt him. So I just went, I just stayed quiet. I just like during the whole day, the whole day. I was like, it was like towards the end of the day that he did that. Like when we were finishing up our meal, but we still had a good like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And so he said that and I just stared and he went, are you? And then I I think this happens. I don't know if you've ever tried this, Joey. I bet you haven't. Um, But yeah, uh, I can answer that. I'm sure you haven't, but crazy thing happen. Crazy things happen when you let someone talk and you don't say anything at all. Oh, no, it is. That's a that that's a backup move I have because no one thinks I'm going to do that. Yeah, I won't shut the fuck up ever. 
you shut up sometimes, I, I would love to see you shut up in an argument or it's very ever. rare. It's, it's, it's <laughs> something I've learned. You, yeah. If I ever see you quiet in an argument, I'll be like, Oh shit, Joey's trying to do something right now. <laughs> I'm building up an arsenal of replies yeah. to anything. Like, you could nobody say. move. The amount of arguments I've, I've lost uh, I don't even think lost is is a good phrase for that. Like, I, I don't think arguments are like truly meant to be won or lost. I think you're supposed to find yourself a little middle ground there. Yeah. Uh, and now that um, everyone turned the podcast off after I said that, you're supposed to fucking win every argument you're supposed to you're in. You're supposed oh, yeah. to change people's minds. Uh, debates are not uh, to find middle ground. You're supposed to win. Everything's I a think fight. We all win our arguments in our own minds, even yeah. if we lost them. We're like, oh, I, I got it but with this guy when he said that i just sat there and i was like and then he kept talking because i wasn't saying anything and it, uh, the more he talked the worse he made it and the more i was like and yeah. i just wanted to be like you are very weird and don't ever talk to me again but i was like this is too mean so i just quietly stared and then he went <laughs> eventually he realized that he was talking too much at some point and then he went are you going to say anything? Oh my God. And then I looked at him and I went, I'm processing. And then Natalie, <laughs> if I, if I talked for like 10 minutes straight and I sat there and the girl across from me said, I'm processing or if I'm talking to a guy friend and they just go, I'm thinking things through. I will jump off the nearest fucking building. I would walk in. The doorman will go, who are you visiting? I'd go, I'm going to the top floor. They go, who do you know up there? I don't have time. I'll press penthouse. I'll wait in the elevator patiently. I'll walk out. I'll search for the rooftop and I will jump off the fucking roof. Why? <laughs> I don't like, because then Why? I'll just. What's so crazy about that? Maybe, maybe the idea of knowing it was already an uncomfortable situation. So I was talking to like fill in the time. Yeah. And then having that person just be like, I, cause if someone's like, I'm processing you, you don't, you didn't, you didn't care enough. I feel to really listen, like to get, get a reply. You just want to get out of there. The date's over. Your hang's over. You want to go home. If yeah. you're processing, what you mean is this is me in the shower later thinking. I'm not doing any more thinking here. I want you to pay the bill and I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, but he's so not, he was so not uh, perceptive that I don't think he heard it like that. Uh, I think he heard it like, okay, good. I guess. <laughs> and I was, but I was literally, Joey, I was staring at him like, I can't, I was like staring at him like, I can't fucking believe I'm having this conversation. And then he paid the bill and I was still, I was still just standing there like eyes wide open and just not talking. And I was like, and then we walked out and he was, I was like, uh, he was like, should I, I was like, I'm going to get an Uber. I got uh. my Uber. He goes, we'll talk. I was like, yeah. And I got in the car and then I, he the next day he was like um can we <laughs> i think he said something like can we see each other or are you still processing okay good reply he he, he was a little he smart about it like, like the next day and i went i'm still processing <laughs> <laughs> 
I will be processing for the next 15 years. I will have a reply for you in the next uh, three business days. And it is a, fri a Friday, so Saturday and Sunday. Do not count, sir. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. I'll have something for you in the next three to 617,000 business days. <laughs> Anywhere in between, I'll have a reply for you. But yeah. So when and you're then 80, again. you just send him an email going, that sucked. And he's like, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I, in hindsight, you know, it's probably not the best, the sweetest way to handle this. But I was just so shocked at the fact that he came at me like that after three dates that I was like, yeah. don't touch me. Don't come <laughs> near me. Yeah, I think the scariest part, this isn't even just dating. This is friends, too. Yeah. The scariest part about putting yourself out there in any like intimate situation. Like I spoke with Lily about this. Lily feels Lily feels the same way where you love like hanging out with people one on one group group situations are fun they're great i feel like i thrive in, in group situations i get very anxious on one-on-ones because i'm always worried if the person is having fun with me right um, right, right. Th that goes that come that comes and goes depending on who it is i'm the same yeah, yeah. like if, if like let's let's say like you and i you and I, I no even like even when we all met up it was it was you me and brandon and i was so fucking late because i didn't know when my thing ended and we're sitting there where we're sitting down. One of my first thoughts, like 10 minutes into the conversation uh, of me eating those wings is, oh, God, she's so angry. Brendan's gone. It's just us. Oh, my God. You're my friend. And I still like I still think that that's just that's, how my mind works. That's crazy. Well, I am insane. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I was not thinking that at all, like not even for one second. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was in my mind. I was like, oh, cool. I hung out with both of them like back yeah. to back. Fun. But I so can relate to that. Like every time I'm with my like a friend of mine, I'm like, oh, let's tell other people to come because I'm like, if it's just going to be me and them, I feel like my presence will be too much for them. I feel like other people kind of dilute my intensity a little bit or something. Yes. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, at least if there's other people, at, at least I feel like you have an escape from me if you need it without needing to leave. Yes. Yeah. What I love what I love about group, like a group dinner is group dinners kind of just become everybody taking a turn telling stories or or like or just delivering their opinion and then other people get to respond. But you always get these little breaks. You get these mm. little breaks in a group. Yeah. But if it's just you and you're hanging out, like you have a whole dinner and then you have like a plan to like meet up somewhere, like one thought that fucks up everything all the time. I used to think this uh, when I, especially when I first moved to New York uh, and when I was really coming up and like hanging out with comedians, like yeah. after a show, after whatever, like, you know how like you never like, you never, you never expect you're going to hang out with like a certain person. And then it turns out you're getting pizza after a show. And you're like, right. I never thought I'd hang out with you one on one. Right. I always used to think when, when I'm breaking off to hang out with someone one on one, what are we going to talk about? And as soon as you fucking think that you're in your head and you're ruining it, because how does conversation start? It just happens. Then maybe you shouldn't be having one on one conversations with that person. Yeah. I mean, that like that. The issue stems from me even having that thought. It's living in the moment that allows something to. Right. It's the same right. thing as when is when like, uh, have you ever been asked by a young kid? How do you make friends? No, I've been asked that. Uh, I, like I used to also, times? yeah, I mean, I used to work with kids too, 
but also oh. like anybody like you, you know I, there there was a there's a kid younger than me who like grew up next door and he like once asked me that and like that like the question there's no way to answer it you you think like uh fucking you know g go places meet meet people how do you make friends it's just doing it it's just like being available and like okay someone talk to me I was at yeah, the movies. Does someone talk to me? You know, yeah, that's crazy. I think that's one of the one things that I would not know how to answer. How do you make friends? I have no clue. You're both at the same place at the same time, and you connect over one thing that you have no control over at any point in time at all. And then yeah, it's just like there's no answer. There's so many people whom I am close with now, and if you ask me the first time I met them, I can't tell you. Like I can't tell you how I became friends with most people. I'll tell you that I met them here. Or I heard of them, and then I can't, like, recall how they became my friend. Yeah, I don't know how you became my friend. I don't know how Lily became my friend. I don't know how anybody became my friend. Yeah, it just happens. It Like, after, after a while, you're just like, yeah, I know this person. This person's in my life. Right. Oh. <sighs> I mean, it's pretty, I mean, I think we're just pretty special. So... Nat, it's you and I are nothing if not wonderful, beautiful, phantasmic human beings. Okay, you're phantasmic <laughs> in New York. Phantasmic is that a word you just made up? Phantasmic, and I'm sticking with it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I Why am. You just tried to like go through it without me noticing. Phantasmic and beautiful. <laughs> you know, someone is losing uh, an argument when they start. Have you? Oh my God. My mom does this all the time. She would, my mom would be uh, in the middle um, of like yelling at my brothers and I about something. But she, my mom, like when, when it comes to like public speaking, she gets so nervous and uh, like stutters a little bit. She like gets nervous. Like, and I, sometimes when she's like really angry, it comes out. So she'll be like, and you don't clean the, and then everybody starts laughing and it kind of like dissipates it for a second. And then we're like, Okay, stop fucking yelling at us, though. We're going to clean the dishes, but <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and it ends. They probably gave her so much PTSD every time she screams. Now yeah. she's like, oh, <laughs> going to happen again. They're going to laugh. <laughs> They're going to laugh. <laughs> do you have Do you have any uh, anything you, like, used to do growing up or, like, that, like, embarrasses you that you, it still shows up when you talk? Like, I sometimes still can't pronounce the letter R when I'm speaking. I don't know if you ever noticed it, but I get really, really um, embarrassed about it. Wait, wait. Can you give me an example of how you don't say the letter R? Um, I, I'll like even just the other day, I, we, I think Alina and I like we're getting dinner, and then there was like a long wait for something, and I was like, wow, they're taking a really long time. I just that just that's what came out, or like something really? like that. Willie. Yeah, I'll say Willie. Um, uh, if something is rare, I'll be like, right, like where, rare. Like it's yeah. just like it comes out like that, like a sometimes W. It works. Sometimes it works. It it it's always when I'm. Sometimes it happens on stage because it comes out when I'm like on the spot. You yeah. know, yeah. always comes out when I'm drunk. That's if so I get funny. if I get drunk at all, it starts showing itself off. Whoa! I can't wait to notice this. I hope you never do. <laughs> Hope you never do. <laughs> I hope you never <laughs> never. I would love to see you drunk trying to see it. Never, <laughs> never. Guys. Hey, you, you guys. know what I do, do when I'm drunk? I what? my Lebanese accent comes out. 
or when Ooh. I have to think of the spot on the spot. Ooh, what is your Lebanese accent? Give us a little example. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you can kind of hear my accent already. I, I don't think I am 100% American sounding. Yeah. But when I'm... But if I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're damn right you don't. You see like a flag fall behind me. American flag. <laughs> you just start playing like country music. <laughs> Give me the beat. That's not country music, but that is one of my favorite. Do you know that song? Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want it. That's not oh, country. Is that not, this is not country? No, I think it's just pop. It was during that time in the early 2000s where pop was like really acoustic guitar and uh, some white guy with a goatee <laughs> yelling. I, I do love country music, though. I will say that. Wait, really? Yeah, I do love it. And someone told me once they were like, it's because it's the only music. It's the only lyrics that are easy enough for you to understand. <laughs> that is so true. Like yeah. songs, will, songs will straight up be like, I got up. I put on my hat and then I drank a glass of milk and then I got yes. into my car. My car didn't work, but I still got to work because I took an Uber. And yes, like, exactly. it'll like, so I'm like, okay, I can follow the whole story. There are no complicated English words in here. Yeah, But you listen to a Frank Ocean song. It's like my guy, pretty like a girl. And then everyone on TikTok and like YouTube is like, oh my God, he means this and this and this. And, he means this. and it's like, he's a genius. He's a genius. And I'm, I think he's just calling his boyfriend pretty. But other than that, you know, everyone wants to analyze the words, man. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so love, love country music. But yeah, my my accent just comes out. I mean, I don't know what. Here's the thing. I still don't know what my real English American. I have like this real, real Hilaria Baldwin thing going on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Hilaria Baldwin syndrome. I think I have it a little bit. But I think okay. mine is more um, uh, uh, justified because I did grow up in Lebanon, but I watched yeah. a lot of But I learned English from watching American TV and like American movies. So well, did you have one of, main show like Friends? Um, I had two movies that I watched on repeat because I had the cassette tapes. And what I were they? I told you this about already. No. So, in elementary school, we had the school fair and I played that game at the school fair and they were giving out prices and they gave out those two cassette movies to me. Like, you know, when they used to be like those big tapes with the white wheels in the middle? Yeah, VHS. VHS, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so <laughs> I was like eight. I didn't speak one word of English. I listened to Britney, but I didn't understand what she was saying. Britney Spears? But, yeah. I just saw that documentary about her. Wild. It's wild. Yeah, but going back to those VHS tapes. So I watched those two movies and I watched them every day for like three years and I would reenact them and like the words and those two movies. were. <laughs> I'll start with the less ridiculous one, although it's already very ridiculous. So the first one was Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> with That's Chris the Rose. less ridiculous one. Yes. Okay. And the second one was Anaconda. <laughs> So one of your first English it. phrases was it? That's a big fucking snake! Like what? Like literally? What? That's also that's one of my bits. And I and the bit I go like the only thing I knew how to say was they got snakes out there this big. 
And you're trying to use it like metaphorically, like someone like hands you like a big pizza and you're like, wow, they have they have slices out there this big. And you're just yeah, like, I just use it one. like an, if I'm angry, I go, they got snakes out there this big. They got snakes out there this big. And then if I want to say tell someone I love them, I just go, they got snakes out there this big. This big. So it's just that sentence in different tones. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So those were the two movies. And so I would just mimic them. And that's how I got like, not such a bad accent. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I see, so if, if I'm drunk or if I'm fighting with someone and I have to speak in English really fast, I can't focus on talking like this anymore because I have to focus on the words. And yeah. so, so if I'm drunk, if I'm talking to Lebanese people or if I'm fighting in English, I, my, my accent just turns Lebanese. Like it, I start talking like this. The, have you ever have you ever uh, been heckled and the way you respond, your like Lebanese accent comes out? Like, yes. Like, really? Yes, it happens. And so sometimes that's why when I get heckled, I mean, I, I think I it doesn't happen as much anymore now because now I'm a lot more comfortable getting heckled. Yeah. So it used to happen a lot. And so I would panic because I wouldn't know how to find the words, how to find the accent. So I would just get very aggressive and I would just Word. curse the audience. back. <laughs> They'd talk and be like, fuck you. And they could be saying, you're pretty. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, you cunt. <laughs> you are a worthless piece of fucking shit. I'm in the <laughs> middle of my joke, you fucking nobody. Your mother ain't. Yeah. I'm like, please, I don't make me think of the English words or the accent right now. I do. Whenever someone learns another language, the first words are the cuss words. So like as soon as oh, you're... Yeah. Like, com like, like if you get heckled, like you're like, okay, what words do I know really well? Oh, fuck. Fuck shit, bitch. You, sh you shut up, you pee-pee cock fucks. Stupid poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid poo-poo. Oh, God. So, yeah. If, any uh, if anyone called me that, they win. They win. <laughs> Whatever they want. Like, if someone, like, let's say, like, they buy some on me, they want a refund, and I'm like, I don't. We said no refunds. They go, you're being a stupid popo. I'll be like, here's 150%. Actually, I'll, I'm giving you money. <laughs> All right. I know how to get you to do things for me now. <laughs> I just need to start a fight with you. And then I have to call you a stupid popo. And it works. And then you'll drive me to upstate New York if I <laughs> oh, want to go. If you ever need to go to the airport, I'll drive you to the airport. <laughs> you want to get Joey to do something for you? Step one, start a fight. Step two. <laughs> Call him stupid. And number three, his favorite thing in the world, poo-poo. <laughs> God, I, I actually, I do wish my brand wasn't shit. I, I'm trying to really backpedal here. How was your brand shit? Um, TikTok. It's all about poopy. All of my viral TikToks <laughs> were TikTok, about poop for a while. Aren't your TikToks uh, like you dancing? Um... I wish that's what a majority of them were. Uh, maybe that's just what you've seen, and now we can leave it at that. But um, all I'm the ones that have gone done here, uh, please. I, I feel like I have so much. Do you ever have anything you put online that you're like, I need to have a presence because I'm a fucking comedian? Um, but there's something, even though we're comedians, there is something so vulnerable about like putting out shit online that's funny because comedy is so subjective so like yeah some people are gonna laugh at it but like there's definitely gonna be other people who are like uh like nat looks so stupid in this video or joey looks really dumb here like why did he think this was worth yeah it? i think the thing with comedians um at least stand-up comedians is that 
it's it's such it's like you expose who you are as a person yeah so if someone doesn't like it you don't take it as much as like for me it's not like oh they don't like the joke because my joke is so much it's so like all my jokes are very personal to me they're my story they're who i am they're my actual thoughts so when i think for and i think a lot of comedians are like that you know not all but a lot and i feel like so when when we're not liked it's people are telling us oh you suck yeah they don't like the jokes they don't like us because the jokes are us they're everything we are yeah and and when you put it online and you put your fucking stand up or your jokes online, it gives everyone everywhere the option to go. Boo. <laughs> what a stupid popo that fucking guy is, huh? <laughs> exactly. Did, was there was there ever was there ever a kind of and, and after you answer this, we'll, we'll take a break. But um was there ever a kind of, I mean, we talked about how, uh, rest in peace, Louis CK was a huge influence on us. Like when we started out, um, yeah, that's so funny. I love how, when we both told each other that Louis was our favorite, comedian. we were dancing around the fucking song. And we both told each other kind of like, as if we were just telling each other that we have like herpes or something. <laughs> like, okay. You can, let's, it came back positive. Um, <laughs> For Louis, I love. I love Louis. <laughs> when I started comedy, and you were like, "Me too." <laughs> like, like, what? You peeking like, through was... the fucking blinds. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you've you've seen me perform. I really do a shit ton of crowd work, and am totally just kind of like a party entertainer clown. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I'm practicing right now. But you have like well written bits. And like you go up there like with jokes, like like someone like Dinesh can go up and do your joke. And that's like a Natalie joke. I don't think I I don't have any of that, at least not yet. I write some, but they're kind of all. How but do you... That doesn't mean that you need to have that. Yeah. I don't think there's a rule. Like, I feel like also when I see you, I'm like, I look at you, I'm like, I can't do what he's doing. And I feel the same exact way when I look at someone like you. Um, well, wait, do you that. want to come over and compliment me some <laughs> yeah. more? I thought you think compliments are worth more if the person's like just there in person closer. Yeah, to you? I would love for you. I could sit on the in the middle of my couch, which is what I do for some reason. <laughs> wait, I what? have like two big cushions on my couch. You you either sit on the left or on the right. I sit in the middle, like the part that's kind of like a hole. Oh, I just learned you're fucking insane. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. Oh, I and every time call. I'm sitting there. <laughs> I just end the Zoom call right now. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. End meeting, block person, unfollow <laughs> everywhere, delete number. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And every time I do it, I, I go, that's weird. Why am I sitting here? So then I switch to the side and I'm like, I don't like this. If there's no one else sitting on the couch, I just feel like it's weird to sit on one of the sides. So I just go back to like sitting right in the middle. Oh. See, I try to claim the arm thing. I also, I sit very uncomfortably. Literally every single time I go over Lily's place, there's always a point where I'm lying down like on the floor and everyone else is sitting. And it's like, that's, I guess it's 11 p.m. He's lying down on the floor. I mean, lying down on the floor is very good for your back. It is good for your back. Um, It is not socially acceptable to do that in the middle of everyone hanging out. I would love like if, if like, even if like a bar has a high top, I would love to just kind of squat next to it and raise my hand if I want to refill. That would be the best for me. I think for anybody who knows you, like if if I'm hanging out with you and like you just started, you just suddenly 
hang yourself from the chandelier like upside down, I'd be like, oh, whatever. That's okay, good Joey. for the decompression of his spine. He likes to hang. I wouldn't even go that far. I would just go, oh, Joey's swinging from the chandelier. What's <laughs> See, for dinner? The song playing internally in my head is always, I want to swing. You know what? If I had to guess which song is you, it would be that, it would be that one. <laughs> and for you, it would be... <laughs> Why? Because I played it on the guitar the other day and we had a really fun time dancing to it. Oh, that was that was fun. Okay, do you want to go on, your, on the break? Yes, it was a reference. I hope it didn't sound any other way. Um, yes, we're going to take a break right now. I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to count. And we're not actually going to go anywhere. Secret's gone. Okay, we're taking a break. Bye. And we're back. Oh, my God. Natty, are you going to buy that thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because it does the uh, the one thing really good. So well. It does. You can get any other thing that does that thing, and it won't do that thing as well as this thing that yeah. you just heard about. And this one doubles as something I can put in my butt. Okay, let's... Um... <laughs> what if you, like, listen to, like, radio ads, and you're just like, huh... That actually sounds like a pretty innovative project. Won't fit in my butt, though. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what are we talking about? Um... <laughs> um, before I get into the next segment, there was there was one question uh, I wanted to get back to. Mm. Like, in speaking with, like, how, like, Louis had influenced us, um, I remember we had talked, like, the way that he's able to, like, have an idea. Let's, and, like, let's like, please clarify Louis's comedy influenced us and in oh i was okay i misheard you <laughs> um no uh yeah his 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 jokes yeah. um but like but the he was like the first example of like someone who like for me who took these like ideas and then was able to like make it philosophical like really big and like larger in life and then narrow it down do you do you still find yourself trying to chase those kinds of ideas or, or are you pretty comfortable being like no like this this is, that's what i wanted but this is how natalie talks and this is how natalie thinks um so i feel like this question can have two meanings and the answer can have two interpretations it's like maybe when we first started because we were so influenced by him or, you know, whoever you're influenced by, I think even if you're like a singer, one second. Ask them what they think as well about Louis. <laughs> I'm, I'm in high demand. Um, yeah, we're cool. I am. Um, so I think when you first start off, if you're like a singer and there's a singer you love, you sing their music, you like try to mimic their voice, almost their style. I think the same thing goes for like a dancer or for like a comic eventually. Yeah. And so, maybe at the beginning we're like, you know, trying to be like our heroes and like trying to talk like them and be like them. And it's because we're like, this is what I love. But then I think you reach a point afterwards where you start finding your own voice. And then when you start to step away from that and you start understanding what you want to say, I feel like I don't like, I used to try to be a little like, uh, like shocking and say 
crazy things because I was like, yeah, yeah, like Louis does it. So maybe I can do it. And then I kind I stepped away from that completely and I was just like telling my story. But then eventually I go back to remembering what I loved about his comedy when I first started or when I just first discovered him. And it was like, I loved just the perception, his ability to really pay attention to everything and his ability to put into words things that like things that we feel he was able to word them so well, even yeah. if sometimes they were things that would make us uncomfortable that even if there's sometimes things you don't realize you feel, or you don't, or you don't want to realize you're thinking. And I was like, so I kept that. That is the one thing that I kept. I was like, this is what I love about him. I for, I'm, I forgot about his voice and his way of writing it, really. Yeah. And it was more of like, I just love the 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 honesty with himself. And I feel like this is what I want to keep doing. So yeah. in a way, no, I'm not influenced by him anymore. And yes, I kind of have let that go. But also, yeah. yes, I still kind of am influenced by his approach to it, I guess. Yes. And that was... The correct answer. You're not canceled. Um, one more compliment. Your hair looks great today. Today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is how hard it is to compliment a woman. What do you mean today? Are you telling me I look ugly the other days? No, babe. I'm saying today specifically. Also, other days I look like shit. No, today. <laughs> Thank you for um, saying that because I thought they looked horrible. So I, I pulled half of them up because I was like, what are they doing? No, no, no. The hair look, you rock. I don't know what the style is called when when like the top is back and then you get the sides, you know, going down because it's not a ponytail. It's 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 partially up, partially down. Nah, you're rocking it. <laughs> It's um, a partial. It's a partial ponytail. I, I tried to do the man bun for a while. I, I'm no. telling you, I did. Don't say it like that. I commit. I tried for a long time. I really did. I looked like an idiot. I think. Yeah, probably. But it was in college, so I'm, I'm allowed. I can't imagine. Did you have a? Do you have a photo? Um, I'll text it. I'm gonna text it to you as soon as this okay. is over. Uh, if you scroll down on my Instagram, there is one photo where I have the man poof, and I'm wearing these like glasses. And when I tell you that I thought I looked Natalie so cool, mm. I mean it. I was like, you're finally fitting in a New York, baby. Look at this. When wow. I look back at it, I vomit. Good. A little bit. I mean, I have nothing against man buns. I just can't see you with one. I don't think I meant to do anything but the mustache. The mustache is as far as I can go on ballsy. The mustache really <laughs> works for you. It it truly does. I fought it for a long every single time I shaved, like ever since I was 18, I would like you do that thing where you're shaving and you like leave patches. You're like, how would that look? If I left that and you have fun and then you cut it. And I would always leave the mustache for a second and go, ah, no. <laughs> and one I just fucking did it one oh my time. God. Uh... Actually, if it's a FaceTime, answer it. Ask them what they think about my mustache. No, this is someone I kind of don't want to talk to anymore. So Oh, <laughs> whoever like listens to this, they're like, mm, they recorded this around 630. I called around 627. Was she talking about fucking me? It'd be fun. If anyone, did. have you ever done that kind of uh, uh, detective work to see if anyone hates you? I haven't. Huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have. I know. Anyways, we're going to move I've on done to the next segment. Work, not to see if anybody hates me, I don't think, but I have done very intense detective work. Yes. Yes. Um, I have heard from friends that like if like w um, when girls go on dates 
you're definitely you've definitely looked at every single social media page available um and you've seen everything you can online before you meet up in person if you've met on the internet is that true what repeat this question if you met a guy on the internet or like if you like a dating app or 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 if a friend was like hey you should go on a date with my friend this is like this is his name you're gonna look up twitter instagram to, you're gonna know everything about them before you meet yes. a person yes okay yeah, I don't do that. I'm just like, hey, heard this guy's pretty fucking cool. Heard this girl's pretty cool. Let's go. You okay, know? going back to being yes. a woman versus being a man and being safe and not wanting to be murdered. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm I'd venture to say I've done I I'm I've been at risk many, many times of murder and I've kind of opened myself up to that. Um did you ever have a moment of like fear for your life? Um not necessarily on a date. I mean, ever in your life. Did you ever have a moment where you thought, wait, I might not be okay. I might die. Yeah. I might get hurt. Yeah. Uh, I have, there's been, there's been a couple, I've, 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 I like have a fear late at night of being fucking mugged because it has happened to like a shit ton of friends of mine. Yeah. Uh, and also recently, like uh, not recently, but like in the past several years, like whatever train stop I've lived off of, like Jefferson or whatever, there's been news of like, watch out for this fucking guy beating the shit out of people for no fucking reason, not even stealing anything, just hurting them bad. And it would be like my train stop, like around like when I'm supposed to like leave for class or work. And I'd be like, mm. ah, okay. Um, and there's been moments where it's like been me alone on the subway and only one person's there and they're like staring at me. I'm like getting closer and I get off like a stop earlier, you know, or like yeah. shit like that. Um, there's been other stories, but I don't want to divulge. I'd rather uh, talk more about you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next segment here, Nat. Okay, this segment is called "Say You're Sorry." I want is you that to... why I was brought on here. Yeah, I want you to was apologize for what you fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> um. I want you to think of a time in your life you maybe hurt someone's feelings, you did or said something that you're not proud of, and you never fucking apologize for it. And I want you to say it right here, right now. Can I say never? I don't fucking believe you. I don't believe you. That's a hard question. You just scratch, you scratched your nose in a way that you were hiding something. Does that make sense? Well, see, me and my mom and my brother and my uncle and my grandma have this thing where we scratch our noses a lot like that. Okay. But and it's hard. never like a tell. It's not like, oh, I do it if I'm nervous. It's just, you no, no, it. no. It just happens like randomly. We just start like, um, ha apologize to someone for something that I should have apologized for because I apologize all the time when I notice I did something wrong. You're, did, you're a quick apologizer. Offend. I'm a, yes. I apologize when I fucked up. Okay. I always, can I reverse the question and say, how about a time I apologize where I shouldn't have? I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> you, that was so, well, maybe I should take it back. <laughs> um so when i was 20 Ooh. i got in a fight with my mom okay and she did something i can't remember what it was over but then i said you can't do this i was like that's crazy and then she goes did you just call me crazy i was like no i said that's crazy 
she goes, no, you said you're crazy. Mm. I was like, listen, I know myself and I know how afraid I am of you. I would never say that you're crazy. I would never call you crazy to your face. I know I didn't say that. She goes, so now you're calling me a liar. Okay, mom. <laughs> I was like, no, maybe you misheard me. She goes, I did not mishear you. I am 110% sure you said you're crazy. I was like, no, I said, that's crazy. She goes, if you can't apologize for saying that, go to your room until you're ready to apologize. That was like... A year before I moved to New York. It was like 20, 20 or 21. I was like, ah, I'm now going to apologize for something I didn't do. I'll go to my room. And I went to my room. I stayed there for like, okay, a day and then another day and then oh. a third day. And I was like, I can't stay grounded. My friends were like, come out. I was like, I can't. They were like, why? I was like, I couldn't be like, I'm grounded. We're 20. I'm about to graduate. <laughs> i be like, I'm grounded. And so I would sit with my dad and my dad would be like, dude, you're moving to New York in like six months. You're going to be free from this shit. Just go fucking apologize or you're just going to stay in your room for the next six months. And I was like, I'm not going to apologize for something I didn't do. I'm standing my ground. She, no, no, no. And then he was like, all right, bitch, your fucking problem. <laughs> and then by day five, I was like, so pissed. And I was like, I'm going to have to apologize. Like, you know, it's acceptance. Like the last, yeah. was that the last stage of grief? I was like, yeah accepting it and i was like oh my god natalie you're gonna have to do it you're gonna you know you didn't do anything wrong so i went into her room like five days later and she's like i remember she was staring at the tv and i was like hey can i talk to you and she like didn't even lower the volume of the tv or anything she didn't even look at me she was still staring straight at the tv and she just went for what mom come on <laughs> yeah exactly that i just they're picking me up at 6 45 <laughs> if this apology works out i'm just sorry okay <laughs> Yeah, and I like, as you could tell, I really didn't want to be saying it. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm sorry. And she was like, for what? And I was like, oh my God. <sighs> and I went, for what I said. And then she goes, <laughs> What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Like, what did you say? Still, the TV's still playing full volume. She's still staring straight at it. I go, for what I said. And she goes, what was it? <laughs> and then I go, I'm sorry, that was crazy. And then she said, what? <laughs> what is that? What? That's funny. I must be crazy. I can't hear you. <laughs> and then I went, oh, I'm sorry for calling you crazy. She goes, for calling me what? I said, crazy. She said, See, that wasn't so hard. And you're like, actually, mom, it was. It took me 116 <laughs> hours to come downstairs and even think about saying this. So, yes. And I went, yeah. And she goes, cool. That's great. Apology accepted. You can leave now. And I was like, oh. and I somehow felt worse. And I just, I was like, I can't believe. And I was like, one day I'll get her back for this. Just one, yeah. you wait till I get. And then I moved on with my life but you you sold yourself out to be able to what dance on a tabletop get a drink that night something like that i'd say it's a fucking pretty good trade honestly yeah, something like that but I, I i i was so angry and every week there's always one day of the week where i just remember i think of that again you know when you just remember something and you're like Ugh. yeah can i tell you my uh most embarrassed oh wow like literally whenever i think about it i shudder yeah um 
And I used to always growing up, I my birthday party would be bowling. I'm just getting a bunch of kids to go bowling. Yeah. One year in Texas before we moved to Florida, invited a bunch of kids. And I was obsessed with Power Rangers. There was a new Lego Power Ranger set that came out. Yeah. yeah. People's parents were asking uh, my mom, what would Joey want for his birthday? Well, what should we get him? That's like reasonable and small. I'm thinking of all these figurines and whatever, all these like Lego, like all the little ones. And I mentioned one, I go to, my mom brought me to Toys R Us sometime that week to like pick something up. I don't even think it was for me. Uh, my mom, uh, my Cuban mother just has a garage full of gifts ready to go for other people's birthdays. Yeah. And uh, does your, did your mom ever do that? Where it's like, oh, we got to go. It's, it's, it's so-and-so's birthday. Get a, get a fucking card out of the pile. And just choose one and whatever present you think she might like. Yes, we had a we had a closet of handy in hand, like presents. Just like, all right, so let's look at the closet. We got a couple <laughs> wallets. We have gloves. We have this. Let's see which one she'll want. Yeah, yeah. So I I was at Toys R Us and I and I saw this very specific power rangers lego set that was tiny and i was like okay this isn't asking for much and i want i want this mm -hmm. and i told my mom that and there was one kid i wasn't close with this kid but he was in my class and he came to my birthday party and as i'm opening up presents i'm opening them up you know i'm happy with every single one and i don't remember any of them being lego power rangers except for this one that i open and I'm excited that I see Lego. I'm excited that I see Power Rangers. And I open up the full thing and I audibly go, this isn't the one I wanted. <laughs> I said that I think I meant to say it to myself out loud, like just like saying it. And then I think that's the first time in my life I realized people hear your thoughts if you voice them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People Sometimes hear you if you talk. Don't. Sometimes even when you don't voice them, they hear them. Yeah. Like if I went like this, they would yeah. know. They would know exactly. Uh, and the kid cried. The mom apologized, I think. And I feel like shit to this day. And I don't think they remember it. But I do. Maybe they do. You know, actually, that reminded me I do have one. Oh, my God. My 18th birthday, my friends threw me a surprise birthday party. They wanted originally to throw me the surprise birthday party at uh, in the mountains in Lebanon. Um, my my friend had like a cabin up there. She wanted us. She was she wanted to throw a surprise birthday party for me at the cabin, um, and like invite our whole crew from high school. It was yeah. our senior year, and then we would sleep up in the cabin and have fun, like spend the night there and just party. But my mom refused. She was like, she's not going to go sleep in a cabin with boys and girls. No, absolutely not. Oh yeah. So they were like. Okay, so they just booked a bar in Beirut in the city, like by where I live. And it was like a tacky bar, yeah. but it was big enough to fit everybody. And they didn't have like a crazy cover charge. And then I walked in and they were like, surprise. And I was just like, Ugh. and I was just pissed at my mom because I knew they were trying to get me to the cabin. And I was like, I can't believe this is my birthday. I hate th like this. This bar is really tacky and sucks. And like, it closed a year later, right? So I was just like, <laughs> but then all of them were like, hey, and I was like, hi. But it was like not about them and it was so unfair. And then they were very pissed and they were very like hurt by that. They were like, hurt. yeah. And that was really unfair. That, I, that was so sweet of them to do it. And I, I, 
now that I remember it, I'm like, I feel really bad. I'm sure, I'm sure if I, oh my God, over the next few days, I'm going to remember all the apologies. Every I si- yeah. <laughs> I, uh, before moving on to the next segment, I'm going to just, I'm going to join you with that story because when I turned 18, <laughs> um, my mom was never a party or we never got to have parties at the house. Uh, like family would come through, but we never had a party. I think I secretly had like one or two at the house. Yeah. Uh, and it, the, the, getting caught possibly made the whole thing not worth it and like not fun. But when I was 18, mm-hmm. um, I, my high school was right next to a place called city place. Everyone gets to uh, um, like seniors. would get to get lunch out there. It's like a place you could walk around. It truly feels like an outdoor shopping mall. There's an improv there. There's a bunch of shit. Um, that's actually where I started. It's like in city place. Mm-hmm. And one day on a Friday, I think my birthday was on a Friday this week. Um, there's a there was a Macy's there and I was it was my birthday. And I think this was one of the this was one of the first days I I remember like when I looked back on it recently, I was like, this might have been one of the first days I knew like I was depressed, but I didn't know how to say it. I just wanted to be alone. I hate my fucking birthday. So like after school, I just went for a walk and I went into Macy's and I was like, what's something I could buy my fucking self? Uh Macy's. And I go to like the sales section. I'm looking at shirts, like t-shirts, and I'm getting texts from my friends about like hanging out. And I always had to ask my mom about going fucking anywhere. I didn't have a car. Like I, I if, if I was going to take the car anywhere or be late after a certain time or miss, like I just, I had to ask permission for everything. And I just didn't even want to yeah. deal with it. I was just going to go home. And, um, my, my best friend, Jesse was asking me, what are you doing? Like, let's go out, man. It's your birthday. Like, let's go. And I'm just, and I'm like, let me ask my mom. I'm in Macy's. Let me ask my mom 20 minutes later. What did your mom say? Bro, still waiting for a response, man. Uh, I, I, I haven't, I, I haven't heard back 20 minutes later. So can you go out? Dude, my mom said, no, never reached out to my mom. Never asked. I drove home after an hour. They were all at my house for a surprise party. My best friends were there. Jesse was next to my mom when I, when I said, I asked. And when I said, she said no. Well, maybe she was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no faith in that. <laughs> Did you, like not even talk about it? Um, I think I don't. I don't remember. I'm like kind of traumatized by the memory. Like, I yeah. think I I think I got home and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, did I fuck up? Are you guys still my friends? <laughs> I don't know how to communicate the fact that this is depression. I don't know how to tell you guys. I'm very young. Oh, yeah. So, I get um, that too much. I would love to. <laughs> you just walk in there like, fucking surprise. <laughs> I yell surprise to my, oh, surprise. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my birthday present is five new friends I need to go find, I guess, <laughs> because you guys hate me. <laughs> that's a good one that's funny that both of our 18th birthday parties were surprises that neither one of us were ready for or wanted at all horrible it's just my mom never let us do like have these parties and then for her to like suddenly decide uh on that day to be like let's throw a surprise party at the house like on a school night i'm like ah, you're switching up too much mama i can't track you <laughs> i can't follow your plan here <laughs> okay our second to last uh segment here This is called Your Hypocrite Past. Okay, this is the crux of the show here, Natalie. What is Mm. a piece of advice? Yeah. um, 
uh, a story you tell people to like kind of motivate them, whatever, something you, 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 you try to coax other people into doing, um, that you definitely don't fucking do yourself. Like, for example, years, I'm telling my little brother, I'm like, bro, read more books. You need to read more books while you're in college. I did it. Still not having like, I'm not reading, you know, while I'm telling someone to do this, I don't do it. Eat healthy, man. Don't eat bread. I ate bread for breakfast and lunch today. Yeah. You know, so I'm a hypocrite in that way. I feel like um, to my girlfriends and I tell them to love themselves. Went to like love themselves first. Like I'm like, and I think I follow that sometimes, but I think I follow it too much. Right. So I, I don't give advice that I don't follow, but sometimes I follow my own advice too much where it's like, I don't know how to follow it correctly. So like, yeah, I'll have girlfriends who are sometimes guy friends, but it's more often with my girlfriends. I'm not going to say it happens more with girls because I don't want to, you know, um, tame our reputation or anything. (laughs) In my situation, my girlfriends have a tendency to let themselves be treated like shit with boys that they're with. And I'm very like, no, you ne- no man earns the right to like, I-, I just don't understand how someone can be treated like shit and stay in a situation and in a relationship. I'm like, yeah. respect yourself. I don't care how good the sex is, how good he makes you feel when you're uh, one out of seven times. If he treats you like shit, he treats you like shit. Respect yourself. He's cheating on you. Then he doesn't want to admit that you're his girlfriend or whatever reason that is. I'm like, leave, you'll find yeah. someone else. And I kind of follow this advice, but I follow it really badly where I'm like, I'm always leaving and I'm loving myself all the time where I'm like not give, giving anyone a chance. Yeah. You're so, not even letting yourself get in the position to have to follow your advice. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I, I would say that's that's one of the things that like that's one of the, the bigger things that I do that I'm like, I'm like, wait, maybe I should stop giving them advice because I've been single for years yeah. And also, but the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, out of the top, out of topic. But there's also a note that I want to say. People always seek romantic advice from their single friend, from the yeah. friend who's never in a relationship. Where it's like they always come to me, and I'm like, I give them advice, like I fucking know. And then I have a second where I'm like, Well, you, I'm obviously not the one who yeah. knows you. <laughs> I have, I'm failing. I'm failing at this. Like, why? But they think I look, I'm strong for failing at it, right? They think it's like, whoa, she's surviving. Yeah. Being single for so long makes it look like, oh, she's so picky because she, know she knows what's good. She right. knows what she's, what she's worth. She right. knows she's able to see what doesn't work in people. So she doesn't even commit to, and it's like, no, I, I'm not doing a good job either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, the, so now every time I, someone asks me for advice, I'm like, at the end of it, I go, oh, what do I know? Look at me. I've been alone for years, so maybe don't listen to me. I think more people need to answer relationship questions like that. What do you think I should say? I don't know. Every girl's fucking left me. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we can figure this out together though, but I take no blame. That that'd be a good way to go. If if you fuck this up, you fuck this up. But I'll be here to support you. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's actually yeah. a really good piece of advice. To Was follow. that a good answer? Yeah. You fully owned up to not I knowing. I feel like I didn't answer any fuck? of your questions. No. I feel like I rewrote, I rewrote all your questions. I'm like, no, nah, actually, I don't like the way you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how I would like this question to be asked. The funny, I, you're literally like the same exact way 
uh, that you're thinking is how I, one of the reasons I've like, I've wanted like a, like maybe like a producer, like someone else in the room for a while, because the, like I, when I talk, I'll get like halfway through a thought and all like the head, the thought penetrates my head. Hey buddy, buddy saying, what does what you're saying mean? You know, but I'm like, I'm 30 seconds deep into this. People are switching. You have to at least say something. I think that's why so many like podcasts, uh, uh, like, like all like the ones from like LA or like all the like store comics, like, like they do the shows with each other and all that. A lot of them are just them taking strong opinions on shit to have something to talk about. They don't even think yeah. the things that they're saying. Yeah. You know, so halfway through, I'll be like, yeah. And that's why fuck the Mets. I don't like the Mets. Never watch the Mets game. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care. Fuck the mess. But I just have to like kind of save my ass. Uh, and I get myself into a lot of trouble doing that. Like just in life, I find myself in the middle of a conversation trying to make a point and then I take a stance against something. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't believe what I just said or I don't know how the fuck I got here. Can I get myself out? And then the person will ask me, why do you think that? And I have to be like, I have two choices. It's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was talking out of my ass. Or I have to go, Here's why. And then a second bullshit. Dig yourself deeper into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sometimes just go. I completely forgot what was my point. I just say it. I'm like, <laughs> and also what the question was and also where I am. <laughs> and also, where's my mom? Hello. <laughs> Can someone bring me home? What's my name? <laughs> it happens to me so much. And I think it's maybe, I think we have ADD or something where it's like, like my thoughts just mesh they just explode into one and then they all yeah. dissipate and i'm like wait what was i trying to say dude sometimes I've... it happens to me when i'm having like a deep fight with someone like if i'm yes. fighting with someone and i'm like with something i feel very strongly about and then all of a sudden i forget everything i was feeling and thinking and i'm like wait what was i what was i mad about what was I it's trying? yes every time every time right? you know where i see it happen the most is like if i'm ever in conversations like this and also when i'm doing crowd work and i'm talking with someone and let's say it becomes like like a back and forth and I had to take a stance on something, I'll be like, I, I don't even know how to get it to a joke from here because I you don't stupid know. <laughs> yeah, you stupid poo-poo. <laughs> poo-poo, that's right. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how to how to land this on a joke or make it funny because I don't even know what you guys think, I think, because I don't know what I think. So I don't know where the fuck we are. Where's is that the line? You think I think you think I think. <laughs> what is happening here? Oh, nat, 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 nat. We are, I've, I've realized uh, in our friendship, I just decided that I call you Nat. Do you like Nat? I love Nat. Do people call you Nat? Okay. Because I've Natalie. only ever heard other people like call you Natalie. Yeah, most people call me Natalie, but very close friends call me Nat. Um, okay. And I like Nat a lot. Okay. Also, especially by text. Like if someone's like, hey, Natalie, I'm like, what the fuck? Are you who died? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get yelled at. Whenever someone calls me Joseph, um, like I mean, I drop whatever I have in my hands. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I wasn't stealing. I'll like be in my own house. I wasn't stealing. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Joseph, I that's mine. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm in trouble every single time someone calls. My boss yeah. at the butcher shop calls me Joseph, and I have to remember he's not mad at you. He's just old and Italian. Like he's gonna call me Joseph. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to get into some audience questions here, Nat. We're going to have a couple, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right, how do you feel about that? Love it. All right. Nat, here's the first question. What do you hate most about New York? 
It's a hard question. Yeah. What do I hate the most about New York? When it snows. I hate it when it snows in New York. Does it not snow in Lebanon at all? No. It does, but it snows in the mountains where it belongs. Okay, I my uh, uh, my girlfriend Alina, her parents are from Iran, and they she showed me like a photo on her phone, and it was like her dad in snow, and she, I was like, where was that? She was like, it was in Iran, and I was like, snow? Like it was like heavy snow. I was like, I didn't even fucking know it snows over there. Yeah, I know because it's great. It's this awesome thing called Hollywood has a great representation of the Middle East at all times. So everybody thinks that everything in the Middle East is just a desert and nothing else because yeah. that's all they represent, right? Um, I tackled that about uh, eight hours ago. I tackled that thought. Yeah. So also no. in movies, it's always orange. Have you noticed that? In What's movies, orange? The Middle East. Whenever a movie is filmed in the Middle East, they always frame like they, they always color frame it to make it like orange i think they're like, making it dusty kind of right yeah but yeah it's it it drives me nuts but yeah. yeah we do have snow iran has snow yes um we have mountains and in lebanon it doesn't snow in the city it snows in the mountains right and i think snow belongs in the mountains where there's a lot of empty space like the snow stays completely white it doesn't get dirty and like i hate snow in in a city i'm just like why are you here there's nowhere to walk yeah when i have to cross the street and you see 10 people all look at a puddle and they go we live on this corner now i'm, not, I'm never getting getting over that puddle. yeah you can't get, go anywhere i hate snow in new york when it snows in new york i hate it kelly maxwell gave me a pair of beef and broccoli tims uh, I've never owned a pair of boots like that before. And I snow, right? I stepped deep into a puddle. I mean, it went up to like just before the ankle and no water went into the shoe. And I felt like a fucking superhero. I was yeah. like, New York is my fucking bitch. You can't take me down, baby. I run this shit. <laughs> I'm going to step in every yeah. fucking puddle I see. Yeah, my roommate has one of those. And she was like one of those pairs. And she was like, it's so good. For the yeah. Snow. But no, I don't. I, I I used to I used to be into the snow because I'm from Florida. So it's like, oh, like I'm really out here. Like I'm really out here in New York doing what I got. I loved trekking through snow to get to a show or going through the snow to like go see a Broadway show. It's like I'm going through the shit to do what I, I I'm here to do. That's yeah. a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel the same exact way about rain, though. Um, so wait, do you hate the rain or like the rain? I fucking hate the rain. I hate it. It gives me neck pain because I'm walking like this the whole time so it doesn't get in my fucking head. Ugh. I hate being outside when it rains. I hate walking around with an umbrella. Yeah. Also, you never have the umbrella at the right time. You When you walk out with the umbrella, it suddenly stops raining. And then mm -hmm. when you don't have the umbrella, it's the fucking apocalypse. And it's it makes no sense and it's sticky and it's gross and you come in and you're like, ugh, my shoes, my... Everything just feels, ugh, I hate it. Yes. And I also never bring reusable bags to the grocery store. I never have my umbrella and I never reuse a bag. Yeah, I forget that you reusable bags all the time. I actually think I'm doing more damage to the environment uh, owning the bags yeah, than I anything. The question here would be, what does New York hate about us? Mm, I think... Um, I think New York should be like, no, you get out. Yeah. I think for me, New York would hate my voice. That makes sense. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it does. But I, I don't agree with like why your voice. 
Um, there's just been a lot of times I've been really, really loud outside and people are like, hey, be quiet. People are sleeping. And I go, well, they live in New York, baby. Get used to it. <laughs> I'm like, And if someone did that outside of my window, I would fucking shoot up the place. I can't. Like, if you fuck with my sleep, I can't. I can't deal yeah. with it. Yeah. My street is very loud. I think Don't we live you, on the same. Yeah. I was actually, I was just going to fucking dox you. So I'm glad I didn't fucking say that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next question, Nat. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather do a tour of Europe or tour all of America and like sell out venues? I would love to do both. But if you, if you had to choose one, like your manager is like, you've been offered to tour each of these spots. The dates are conflicting for some fucking Uh reason. That's a bad manager. Fire the manager, by the way. (laughs) But I'm trying to think, um, because I feel like I haven't seen enough of America, but I also haven't seen much of Europe. So I would love, and and like, I want to discover America and Americans. Like I, I would love to discover non-New York. And like, I don't really know middle America and stuff like that. And I'm curious about it. Yeah. Have you been so to I LA would, yet? I've been to LA. So I, I, I know New York, LA and tech. I love New York, LA and Texas. Love yeah. Houston and Austin and LA and New York, but I feel like Houston, Austin, Los Angeles, and New York are all four pretty specific, not representative of the rest of America. Right. Yeah. So, but I have been like, I've done shows in like Montana and Detroit. Detroit was the shit. I loved it. I, I loved Detroit. Detroit. Love Detroit. Are you from Detroit? I was born there. No way. Yeah. So I love it there because there's such a big Arab community. Really? Yeah. Detroit is like very Arab. Fuck and yeah. so I did a show there and it was so fun. Wow. I love Detroit. And then the next day we drove around this town that was all Arab stores and Arab bakeries and like Lebanese stuff. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was the best. And we went into this Lebanese bakery and it was all this products from back home. And I was like, ah! I was so excited. I loved it. Yeah. But um, but also I really want to tour Europe because I feel like in terms of culture, I'm, I'm more similar to them maybe. Yeah. But also I'm not sure. And Europe is so like beautiful and I, I really want to tour Europe. So I don't know. I think, I think for the good of my stand up, I would go with a tour of America first. Uh, I like that answer. Yeah. Because, and because then, of saying for the, like for the sake of your material or whatever. For the sake of just like understanding. And I think, I think it will be more of a challenge. Yeah. And I think I would discover more things that I think would like really not shock me, but just like, I would really learn so much. Yeah. Um, my, one of my, I have a couple lifelong goals. One is I want to do the garden. I have an idea of how I would sell out the garden. I'll give you a hint. I'm using other people's star power. And second, uh, I would I love will feed the people to come. <laughs> I am actually buying everyone's ticket. I'm going to lose a lot of money on this gig. <laughs> um, but my other goal is to, uh, tour Europe, like basically get paid to tour Europe or, or it cancels out. And I'm like, yeah, I toured all of Europe in three months and did shows. Yeah. And I, and I, and I broke even, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I would be happy doing that. Yeah. I would love, I, I really want to tour Europe one day. And I hope one day we succeed in that. Okay. This is the last question here, Nat. And then you get to go and respond to all your calls and texts, you popular, (laughs) popular bitch. Okay. Let's see. This person said, 
Hold on, let me read my own fucking handwriting. Okay. When I don't know something that's popular, my friends make fun of me. Mm. I can relate to that. Do I keep up to date or tell these people that I don't give a fuck? The second. Yeah? But also, inform yourself. I thought, it depends also how popular the shit is. If it's shit that you should know, know it. Yeah. How I mean, important, how important is it? If it's just a bunch of people, like, like I always had this idea about sports. Like, I never understood why sports were so popular growing yes, up. I agree with that. Like, if the question is, how many Super Bowls did Tom Brady win? And you don't know. Yeah. Friends. But I see the value in the idea of, like, it. it all of these things that people like, like it's just like other people like sports, like how I like movies and television and plays. Like that's just, that's how they like sports. You want to bond over the things. That's how you make friends. That's how yeah. you like bond. So I don't know if your friend, if you if you're sitting at a group of table and eight people are making you feel like shit for not knowing baseball statistics, and you're like, uh, Meryl Streep has won eight Academy Awards. Maybe go hang out with people who fucking know Meryl Streep shit. Yeah, but also I think there's a lot of it. It's how you voice that you don't know that stuff. If you say, I don't care who cares about baseball, of course, you're going to be like, yeah, we're not knowing about that. But yeah, if you go, and now you're making them feel the same exact way you're angry. They're making you feel exactly. So but if you go, wait, who's that player and why do you like them? Why is it so important? And then they yeah. will love to talk about it because if they like the subject, they will love talking about it. Mm hmm. Oh That's my god, why I'm a I fucking can't. genius. Next question. <laughs> uh, how do I fucking <laughs> love myself? Joey, uh, oh fuck, I signed it. I signed the question. <laughs> um, no, that was a good answer. That was yeah. a listen, we had the same exact idea. I just came to terms with like about why people think sports are like matter about a year ago. Uh, like my little brother always wanted to bond with me about sports growing up, and I didn't care about sports. And then yeah. it hit me that it's like, no, that's like I have to know sports if that's what I'm gonna talk to him about. Yeah. You know, so it's a bonding thing. Yeah. It's a so, thing you can cheer for together. It's nice. Yeah. So let's just tell this person, hey, if it's worth the time to get to know the things, mm. get to know them. If your friends are going to be dicks about you not knowing shit, like when the fuck Titanic 2 came out, trick question never did. Um, but if they're making fun of you, you know, uh, they suck too. Everyone's yeah. at fault here. Yeah. Nat. I'm going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to finish up here. Uh, but one last question. Do you, do you have shows coming up or are you waiting until you get uh, a vaccine? Are you waiting until shit's taken care of? So, yeah, I've been, I've been saying no to a lot of shows because a lot of them are indoor and I prefer. A to lot wait. of them are transitioning to, to be indoor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have a show coming up. And I think on Wednesday. Ooh, where? Um, in Williamsburg, but I don't know where. I posted on my Instagram. Okay. So I do have a couple shows coming up. I post them on my Instagram all the time. It's just you said one of the I've I I've told I've told several people this. It makes me laugh every time I think of it. Is when we were standing outside of that one, we were on the same show out in like Deep Bushwick or something, and we're standing out. We're waiting to go up. I think it was you and I like the last two, and. Right before you go up, you go, do you need to stop doing these outdoor shows? And I go, why? Because it's freezing. You go, no, because I'm going to keep fucking doing them. <laughs> I'm going to keep <laughs> saying yes. 
And uh, yeah, it's because it was cold. It was getting cold and people that was when it was first started getting cold and people still doing the started, yeah. And I was like, they need to stop doing them. And then you're like, why? Because you, because you, I, I don't know what you. Asked. I think I think I said you were scared of uh, like of getting sick. And you're like, no, because I'm gonna keep saying yes. And I don't. It's yes. I was crazy. like, as long as they do them, I'm gonna do them. And I just <laughs> don't want to do them anymore. So I need them to stop doing them. So I don't have to say yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I remember I was so cold that day. I was fucking freezing. And I went up on stage and I was freezing. And I've been so many of the shows that I've done recently. I've just been miserably cold. And I'm but I'm still so happy to be there. And I'm like, I, I need this. And I'm, I'm just angry at how badly I need to be on stage. Yeah, because I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so cold. I hate it. But at the same time, I'm like, I need this. I need it so much. And I'm angry at how much I need it. It's kind of like when you love someone that's terrible to you and you're like i need to stop loving him <laughs> this relationship is not good for me yeah yeah so that being said i got seven shows exclusively when it's <laughs> raining this week <laughs> i can't wait to do them um nat i'm so glad you came by to do the Thank show you. i think you're wonderful so um you. and um and i love you so much i'm gonna love you so much babe <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. And there you have it, everybody. Another good, great, wonderful, fantastic episode uh, of Help from a Hypocrite with Natalie Akar. Uh, what a great guest. I truly had a great time. Um, Natalie's just one of those people it's it's easy it's effortless speaking with and uh and that obviously uh something that accompanies a great guest so I had a fun time making uh recording this episode and um and I, I truly do these are the kind of episodes that make me excited to make more and continue recording because the people that you're friends with it's gonna go one or both one of both ways um, it could be boring because it's like you already know uh, a shit ton about each other. What 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 questions are you gonna you gonna act like you don't know things? Um, that's how Connor and I talked when he did his episode. That's what we said. Um, what am I gonna do? Ask questions, <laughs> or it's gonna be like this, where you know Natalie and I are friends, but I, I would love to still get to know so much more about her and, and and to ask questions like this. And I have so many friends like that. Uh, where, you know, unless you're sitting there one-on-one, -on -one, it's not really going to happen. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Again, I know I did. And I'll, uh, you know, I thank you guys for, for listening and I'll see you guys on Thursday for the check-in. Uh, I say it at the end every single time. Hit me up on the email, helpfromahypocrite at gmail.com. You can DM me on the Instagram page for the show, Help from a Hypocrite, or me personally at uh, Joe Dardano. Hit me with any questions or any notes. Uh, tell me if you're enjoying the check-in or not. Uh, if you think maybe it should be another show or whatever, I, I'm liking it. And hey, maybe that's all that matters. But I like to know. So I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. Bye-bye. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a and b with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.